Dan, do you want to introduce this uh, episode? Yeah, it's episode 90? Yeah. Is, yeah. is that it? <laughs> Usually you've got to be a bit more warm and grandeur to the introduction. Oh, sorry. Let me try. Ask me again. Yeah. Can you just, well, can you start, introduce the podcast? Okay. Count, count me in. You know I love a count now. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, it's episode 90. Did I, did I do it right? Uh, give it one, one more go, one, one more go. go. Uh, this time try and have a bit more bounce and flair to it, you know. Bounce and flair. Bounce and flair, okay. okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey! <laughs> episode 90! Best take yet. Best, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, this is how I would do it. Go on, you do it. Do you, want me to, do you need a count in or you Yeah, 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 yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, welcome to episode 9. Oh, it's, it's, it's hard to it's do. Hard it's to hard, do hard, it, hard to do. Episode 9 it's, it's, it's easier to direct than yeah. to it. <laughs> welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Miss. Welcome to Miss. <laughs> hey, man, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, you're wearing a lovely jumper today. Thank man. you. It's from guess the country. Um, they make a lot of jumpers. Kenya. You racist <laughs> bastard. What? How is it racist? No, it's Peru. Peru. Oh, of course it's Peru. It's alpaca. Wait, am I racist? By the way. Wait, is that actually alpaca fur? Yeah, it's um, alpaca. Alpaca oh, wool. I can't, can't wear that. I, I have to retract my compliment now. As a vegan. You could wear this. No, as a vegan, I'm not allowed to touch it. It's an animal product. You heathen. I thought you could wear, like, a jumper. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I actually spat on you then. So, sorry about that. Sure you could wear a jumper, though. It's just wool. Well, no, it, but it's still an animal product, isn't it? Anyway, let's not start off like this. Uh, uh, yeah, so, Darren, what's been going on with you? Nothing, really. But, hey, you have a boring life, right? I do have a really boring life. But you've got some interesting stories, because last week we talked about uh, interesting hostel stories, and we talked for, some might say, too long about it. But I want to hear some more of your hostel stories. Can you indulge us? I can do. I'm drawing back on several years' experience and memories, but I'll give, I'll give you some snapshots. Could, could you give us three snapshots of the grimmest parts of your Okay, grimmest parts of a hostel experience. And so I've already done the guy that pissed on people. That was the last episode. Yes, uh, and I'm sorry for that. I also, in Portland, had a guy expose himself oh. to some women. Well, what? Oh, that's pretty grim. That's pretty grim, isn't it? Uh, let me just... just. Okay, now I feel bad, because the thing I was going to say was, at the same time, because you work for Fly Centre, and you like you sell sales and holidays to people, I want you, whilst telling these grim stories, but to try to sell the hostile experience to me as well. As a person who doesn't travel much, try and sell that experience to me, Okay. Okay. So you're telling me grim stories, but you're trying to make it more attractive. You get it? Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me about my music podium stuff. <laughs> See, bad timing, but... So there was a man who exposed himself. I went back to my hostel one night. I opened the dorm room. There were police and managers, or management, hostel management, inside the room. Oh my God. I thought, oh, don't feel comfortable going in there now. Mm. Feels like I would be intruding... On what is clearly a situation. <laughs> Imagine if, guys, I'm trying to get to sleep. Excuse <laughs> you guys. I just walk through the door. I would have to walk through them to get to my bunk bed. And there were some girls crying and she was oh, being consoled no, by her friend. That's awful. I thought, this is weird. Okay, and there's a guy topless in handcuffs. Anyway. Oh my god. So, I leave. So, did you get details or? Well, I found out later. I leave and I just kind of wandered around the corridor. Did you get any. Yeah. I wandered around the corridor and I met. How long? I just kind of sat outside and I saw. One of the and then they left and I kind of wandered back in and I went and spoke to one of the girls. I was like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" They were American actually. They're from Minnesota. I remember them. They were really nice. No, my cat. And they had nice, yeah. Um, and <laughs> you couldn't give less of a shit, right? I try to keep the conversation popping. He's like, "No, let me go on my vibe train." What was the last thing I said to your cat? Do you remember? Oh, I was trying to be funny, but actually, it was just mean. Well, not the. It was not the yet. first thing I said when the I walked through the door. Said, uh, I think something like "you fat piece of shit." Or something. <laughs> 
think it was something along those lines. That gets really offensive if you say yeah, anything to his cat. I have a very low status, but I hold my cat in a very high status. So if you if you if you mock my cat, oh sweet lord! I, also, oh roundhouse kick you. He also said uh, to Mousy, who's the most adorable cat in the world, who I look after sometimes. Oh, you're a bit of a podgy, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Rude. Uh, um, also, fun fact for you. Um, do you know how beta male I am, Dan? Uh, the other night, my cat used to sleep on my chest, but I um, I slept on my front for a bit, and she slept on my back, which was really painful for two hours. I didn't move. I don't like moving her. And that's not, but I was like, oh, puss, can you get off if that's all right? And she's like, yeah, so you got it. And then she slept in the back of my neck for the rest of it. <laughs> like, oh, this is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's on the back of my neck. Like, <laughs> I'm choking as well. And she's not the slimmest of cats, as you really pointed out. Uh, no, she's a good looking guy, actually. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, anyway, yeah. This yeah. girl called Minnesota. <laughs> from, she was a cat. <laughs> she was a cat. Um, she sat in the back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. And apparently, this guy had like come back from the showers and he was wearing like his towel around his waist, which is weird. In hostels, normally you sh- would change yeah. in the Maybe, shower cubicles yeah. or the appropriate facilities and then make your way to the. You're back to your dorm. You don't yeah. get changed in your dorm room because it's a mixed dorm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think he just, like, opened his towel and, like, went for flashed it. his penis. Went, went, but that intentionally. Like, so. intentionally as a joke to be like, oh, hey, as, ladies. As a joke. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not funny, is it? No. That was fun. Oh, man. Imagine, uh, that's a joke going. But, Matt, how am I meant to sell you the high school experience? Well, because of that, they were in a bad mood. And they said, look, we're thinking of just like, let's forget this happened, we'll go and get like a drink. He'd been kicked out by then. So I was like, yeah, cool. We went down to the bar, to, I joined them for a drink, and they're friends. And then there were a few people that I had met on a bar crawl the night before. Uh-huh. And I hadn't seen them all day because they'd been off doing, well, I guess, seeing Portland. And um, yeah, we went and uh, they said they joined us, and then more people joined us, and then more people joined us. And eventually it turned out to be a really good night. Like 40 of us. Oh my god. Went out on the town. That's too many people. There's a lot of people, isn't it? I don't feel comfortable with four people. But it was good because you mentioned you got to mingle. There were people from, made good friends with people from Denmark who I later got a lift with to somewhere else in America. They also were the people that I met, I met back up with them in Las Vegas. Did and you? that all happened because that guy exposed himself. Yeah. Isn't so, that good? There's a silver lining in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that, yeah. So the moral of the story is when in a mixed hostel room. Yeah. If you want other people to have a nice time, get it out. Get it out, yeah. No, that's... Don't do that. No, don't do that. Um, but that's, but like, uh, that's quite cool. But also, like, did you did you ever kiss any girls in Portland? Ooh. Did you make no, it? No, but I did in Seattle. Ooh. Which is where that guy pissed on that woman. Is, is that why you kissed? <laughs> yeah, it was a different woman. Get off my girl! <laughs> uh, okay, what's the, what's, the most, what's the third grimmest situation? Uh, third grimmest... I'm trying to think of grim situations... Well, I vomited, didn't I, in there? I think you mentioned that on the podcast. Well, you vomited in a... Uh, in a locker. Have I noticed that in the podcast? Or was that yeah, off the podcast? I think we discussed so, you that. Did, yeah. Long story short, in San Diego... I feel bad, actually. I won't mention the hostel. They might sue me. Uh, in San Diego, I felt really... I think it was alcohol-induced. I just didn't feel very well. I wasn't, like, drunk, though, but you know you just... Yeah, it's in there. Like, I sick, don't know. Like, like, something really didn't feel right. Or some, well, I, and I had had Mexican food, and I don't like Mexican food, and I was hungry, so I ended up having a lot of it, but I really don't like chilli stuff or Mexican food. Mm-hmm. I think the quesadillas I had weren't doing very well. But you know what? Like I remember, uh, especially in first year at uni, like uh, like yeah, I have drinks, and the next morning, like the sick would just be in your chest, yeah. and like the best thing to do is just throw it. Yeah, up. it really did make me feel well. And I woke up in like a cold sweat, and I thought, oh no, I was in the top bunk, and I jumped down from. The- oh, there was no one else in the dorm room, but there was a four-person dorm. But the whole time I stayed there, it was just. The hostel wasn't very busy, so I just got had this whole four-person dorm room to myself. As anyone who goes to a hostel knows, in the dorm room you have um, a series of lockers corresponding to how many beds there are. So mm-hmm. there were four large lockers, enough to put like a proper backpack in and all that sort of thing. And um, I had my bag in one of those, but it meant that the other three were empty, obviously, because no one else was in there. And I felt really ill, and I realised I wasn't going to make it down to the bathroom, which were miles away, because I had to like get out of the corridor. And I just panicked and I flung open, like, I remember it, the top left locker. And I just projectile vomited. It hit the back of the locker. And then I shut that locker. And the next morning I checked out. Oh, God. He didn't mention it to any single person. I didn't mention it to anyone. I kind of forgot about it, actually. Oh, my God. Oh. And I felt bad because someone's going to open that locker and it's going to be even for sick. Or the cleaner's going to open it and it's going to be really bad. Okay. That's bad, isn't it? I felt bad about that. Have I, I should have said some- something. 
have I done something similar to that? I definitely puked in bad places. And I remember one time getting drunk on a family holiday. And like, you know when you get drunk and it's like, and you're young and so you don't know when, when you've had enough, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, have I, oh, I don't think I've told you the story. Oh, get settled in from Matt Hosser. Can I just say that when I did that locker room vomit, that is something I referenced a lot as being the worst thing. I've never felt so bad. I was on the bus back to LA from San Diego and I did feel terrible. Yeah, did you do it? Because that is not in my DNA to, to do that and not no, tell someone. It's not in your DNA anymore. When, you no, out. The idea that someone would like find that and be like, this is, because that's disgusting. Yeah. The idea that you'd vomit and, and, yeah. Like, yeah, and not tell someone about it. Uh, but also, did you do anything to calmly rebalance stuff? Did you do stuff like, did you make up for it or? No, I just felt bad. And I, <laughs> and I think I'm normally a pretty good guy. Like everyone... You know, and it's not the worst thing. I mean, people have done some terrible things. I've never committed a crime or anything like that. That's not bad. Um, may I tell you the story where I also projectile vomited? Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I was on the family holiday to, I believe it was Catalonia, and uh, this is a teen, when I was a teenager, and uh, definitely my brother, my dad, and my mum were there. And but my mum and my dad were certainly separate. Uh, separated at this point, but they went on holiday together. I don't know Fair. why, but uh, but um. So there's always the tension there anyway, but we started to get drunk one night, and uh, and it was Greek night, and I'm not sure what that was, but we drank Jägermeister with my parents. It was Greek night in Catalonia? Yeah. Isn't that every night? Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> it was a theme bar night, and we were around there, and we basically, my brother and I got so, like, really drunk, and I remember... How old were you? I could be about 15, 14, 15. <laughs> um, okay. Anything goes in Greece. Well, that's... And I remember... Because at Greece night, we were... I was so drunk, and we dropped our food ticket for the floor, and it dropped underneath this old lady's blouse, and I had to go... Like, I thought I'd been subtle. I was like... Argh. So I went to go and pick it up, like, put my head right next to, like, under her blouse. And her husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just getting my meal... T-. I thought I'd been secret as well. And it's really awkward. It gets worse, Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, feel free to ask me any thoughts that come to your head but I'll just I'll tell you Keep my through, yeah, okay right. here we go it's going to uh, be another long intro have in I, have I, have I not talked to you about this before no. wow okay so I got really drunk and essentially we age 15 yeah okay. and, my, and my brother and I I think we captured we were kind of like we were on the pool but not and um, people know it but we kind of caught the hearts and minds of people because they did like Greek dance and no one really gave a shit but then they started playing dirty dance music and everyone sat in their seats so my brother and I drunk did the dance dirty dance moves yeah. so he literally jumped up and I caught him and stuff like that and people like in the yeah. pool uh, not in the pool like, uh, in oh, real, like, real, 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 like, I wouldn't have done it if I was sober but I, I, I was like ha, I can do it and then people bought us drinks and uh, there was this girl I kind of liked called Iona and um, which is her real name uh, but uh, and essentially and also I was a teenager and she was I think at the time giving me hints and stuff like that I remember the next day she's like oh do you want to go to, to the beach just me and you together I was like no I just want to play my Game Boy <laughs> I was like, why, you idiot? Go and... Why? And that's the kind of vibe. Uh, but, um... And this girl, uh, she was kind of into me. And, um... Oh, so I imagine. But I was so drunk, I couldn't, like, keep it together as well. Like, I was doing shots. I was, like, drinking beer. And, like... <laughs> I just remember being so drunk just spilling beer over her like intermittently and she's like oh so what's your favourite film and I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> spilling lager and like calling over my body and like, I felt so bad and but that's I should have went home at that point but I didn't I drank for some more and that's when I I I, I, I I hit the wall and I fell over by the pool and started throwing up in the pool. Nice. Uh, which is pretty grim, right? And the projectile vomiting uh, all over. In the pool? Yeah. Right. And right. in the grate as well. And people uh, were watching you do this. Yeah, and it was, oh. this is at night. I'm like, Bleh. and it was like, okay, go home. And, uh, and I went to the thing. Uh, um, I went back home. My brother lost my iPod. He called my mum a bitch. Uh, then I. Why do you call your mum a bitch? Because. Uh, he lost my iPod, even though he put it safely upstairs. We couldn't find it because he was drunk. Uh, and, and he's blaming your mum. Uh, yeah, and my mum now co- uses that as ammunition every time uh, they have a fight. So, <laughs> <laughs> what she'll be like, uh, you got me, bitch, in uh, 20, uh, 2007. And I was like, well, okay. Was she uh, like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, but also we're all kind of pissed as well. Yeah. But then I took being pissed to the next level and pissed my mum's bed. So. <laughs> And this is on a family hot holiday. Yeah. Jesus, you guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. You said that my dad was the most northern man you ever met. He was the most northern man I've ever met. What did he say to you about... <laughs> I, I, I can't mention it, but... No, he can't. Uh, Something funny happened on the phone earlier. Yeah. Matt's dad called him. 
Just racism, really. <laughs> yeah, it was but funny, progressive racism. Yeah. Because he was trying not to. Be, he was trying not to be racist, okay, and that's, that's what was funny. I'll I'll bleep it out because I think that's because I don't think it's okay to say it. But uh, my dad's been quite ill recently, and um, and, uh, and I said, like, "Oh, you been to the doctors?" He's like, "Yeah, I went down to the doctors. He was a p word. Uh, is that clear enough? Do you reckon a a, a racial slur? Yeah, a racial slur. A racial. Oh, uh, he was a racial slur." But he's dead all right. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> like, that's awful. But so he's trying to say that the doctor was good at being a doctor. But, it, but he did mention his race, race first, first in yeah. a bad way. And also, here's an... All right, last thing. Right, Dan. Uh, I played uh, Scrabble with my mum's boyfriend and my mum's boyfriend's son. And they're both all right. But I don't want to spend too much time with them outside of, like... When I have to, but it was Do you remember fun. we played Scrabble? Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm the best fucking Scrabble player in yeah, the world. Yeah, you're quite good at Scrabble, actually. I, I, I think instead of... Being... I'm very bad at Scrabble, though. That does help. No, I think you're quite good. Maybe I'm not the worst. I yeah, you're help. definitely the worst. Um, but my brother's... and uh, My, my mum's boyfriend's son, he put down a really... And not okay word, uh, but we were using an old dictionary and it... It, it was in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not okay. Was, um, what was the word? It's racial, another racial slur. Can you just mouth it to me? The word was. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put that in Scrabble! Yeah, it was in the dictionary! And it was that old dictionary we have as well, so it was like. <laughs> C. A person from Sub Saharan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, wow, that's. Well, yeah, really wow. bad. So that's my. What a week, eh? What a week. But yeah, Darren, should we go in there? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> from the podcast or just into the next let's bit let's just go let's just go you before we recorded this you was like I don't think my life would be any better or worse if I didn't do this podcast <laughs> yeah I think that's a good way of describing yeah. it yeah oh, if you, you remove this podcast from my life I, it wouldn't be any better but it wouldn't be any worse I just keep it would just be the same as what it is damn I've done this for 90 hours <laughs> oh it's more than 90 hours when you factor in how much shy we take out so, well, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, it's more than 90 hours about when we, you know, put all the editing hours in and put all the time for publicity, you know. Oh, it's way more hours than... Oh, at least mine is 90 hours. Yours is like... <laughs> Times by three. Yeah, 362. <laughs> all right, let's go and see what our good friends in North Mythology are doing. Dan, do you reckon by the time of um, uh, um, product when this comes out, I'll actually put new jingles in for the Norse mythology ones? Yeah, I think we'll do that. Nah. Yeah, I'm be ass. I'll try. I'll use the keyboard. That's just production me. <laughs> anyway, Dan, what are we doing today, my old mucker? We are doing... A, now, we've done the last three episodes have all been like massive overviews. We've learned about the creation of the world. We've learned about... Yggdrasil, the, the giant massive tree that holds up the nine worlds. We've learned about Mag- Ragnarok and how everything will come to an end yeah. eventually. But, between all that, we're now going to start getting to the crux of the actual individual myths. Some fun little stories that happen. Yeah. And the first one involves our good friend Odin, the, yes. king, of the, the king of the Azir, in, lives in Asgard. Yeah, the uh, chief god and, uh, you know, the Allfather, as he's called. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you know about Odin, then? Odin is half man, half giant. And... He has two brothers, called Vili and V. Does he have any sons? I don't know, does he? We'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sorry, sorry, premature question. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine he has a beard. Oh, uh, oh pff, he has a beard. Do, wait, do all people in North Mythology have beards? No, uh, I think Odin has a beard, for sure. Should, should we do a sweepstake? I don't <laughs> picture Loki with a beard. No, but have we just been... Introduct- indoctrinated by... Uh, but then I do picture Thor with a beard. Hmm. Yeah, Thor's definitely got a beard. Yeah. Should we do a sweepstake? Like, should we do it like a... Uh, like, kind of like... Put like a list of people. 
That was the, the, the worst description. <laughs> I was like, should we do a list of... Like, yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, Odin, he's the, he's the Zeus of North mythology. But he's less, the king of the Less gods. of a creep, I imagine. Less of a creep. Well, we don't actually know, do we? Because we actually don't know that much about him. All we know is roughly where he is in terms of the hierarchy. But now we're actually going to find out a bit about him. Oh, well, here we go. So, this is how one of the earliest sort of myths in the chronology of um, North mythology about how Odin... He's quite young as a god. He's starting out. He's And he wants to gain more wisdom. He thinks to be a good god, he has to be wise. All right. And uh, let's see what happens. So. Do you remember that time we started a myth halfway through it? And didn't realise until (laughs) the end. That was funny. (laughs) Should we do that now? (laughs) No. Right, off you go. Uh, We're happy to start here. So we're going to start by talking about runes. And the letters are called runes. And they allow... It's the Viking language. Yes. Viking alphabet. It's called runes. And they allow one to access, interact with, and influence the world by shaping the forces they symbolise. Thus, when Odin sought the runes, he wasn't merely attempting to acquire a set of arbitrary, arbitrary representations of human vocal sounds. Rather, he was uncovering an extraordinarily potent system of magic. So, basically, the first thing he thinks... So he wants to gain wisdom. Yeah. And he thinks, well, the first thing I should do to gain wisdom is... Learn magic. Learn learn words, learn language, because they have such power. Well, I, I, I thought, well, ruins and language, but also more like... It's so like you can the magic. spells yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I like it was extraordinarily potent system of magic. Magic and shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also the idea of getting language, like a written language. Yes. Like, I think it's the Vikings explaining how they have the language. alphabet. Yeah. But, yeah. but also it's because of magic. Go on. At the centre of the Norse cosmos stands the great tree... Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Oh, I didn't do it the second time. Yggdrasil's upper branches cradle Asgard, the home and fortress of the ESA gods and goddesses of whom Odin is chief. So I guess he was chief straight away. Right? He was, yeah, because he was the pretty much the first. Yeah. So why not his um, brothers Vili and B, you reckon? Stupid younger brothers, and they don't count. Yeah, and they're a bit annoying. Yeah. Yggdrasil. Nope, not that time. Uh, grows out of the well of the Erd, a pool whose fathomless depths hold many of the most powerful forces and beings in the cosmos. Among these beings are the Norns, uh, three uh, sagious maidens who create the fates of all beings, who we've talked about a we've lot. We've talked before. about them before, we've yeah. Had French, French Horn? French Norn. Morning Norn. Morning Norn. Morning Glory. And Norning Bastards. Yeah. Um, but they're super powerful beings that decide, like... Look after everything. Look after it. And they live in the Well of Erd. So, one of the most foremost techniques they use to shape fate is carving ruins into Yggdrasil's trunk. The symbols then carry these intentions throughout the tree, affecting everything in the Nine Worlds. So they etch it into the tree, and they, they, that, those that carries fa- it out. Those destinies happen. A bit like the internet. Basically, yeah. So if they say... Matt Hoss's next gig will be funny. And then it goes through the tree and then your gig becomes funny. And, but funny in Musselheim, funny in Niflheim. Funny anywhere. Yeah. When you do your grand tour of the Nine Worlds. <gasps> Can I do a tour? Oh, that's pretty cool. In the dwarf. You're in the dwarf. Where's that? Svetelheim. Uh, yeah, Svetelheim. So, uh, elves, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're in the elves. So, dwarves, huh? <laughs> they, they film you. Like, uh, they go, Matt Hoss is a fraud. And it goes <laughs> yeah, out. And like, oh, no. That house just does the common jokes that he thinks the audience will like. Well, that is true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Come and see me on tour. Either um, way, the Norns use ruins. That's how they do their spells. Yeah. Odin watched the Norns from his seat in Asgard and envied their power and their wisdom. And he bent his will towards the task of coming to know the ruins. He's like, I want to get some of those symbols. Yeah, I want to know. What, how you do that? What's that? And that symbol? Got to know what that is. <laughs> I can use email? What? Uh, Since the runes' native home is in the well of Erd with the Norns, and since the runes do not reveal themselves to anyone but those who prove themselves worthy of such fearful insights and abilities, Odin hung himself from a branch of Yggdrasil, pierced himself with a spear, and peered downwards into the shadowy shadowy waters below. That is the longest sentence in the world, by the way. So, okay... Let me get this straight. He he's what? like, oh, I need to get those runes, from, he, but you have to be really powerful to do it. And I need to prove myself. I need to prove myself. So self sacrifice. Oh, so he's self sacrificing. Yeah. See, that's an important bit. Which they didn't tell well, us. he's not. No, he's sacrificing. You've got to. You've got to like sacrifice like pain. 
Okay. So he decides to hang himself, pierce himself with a spear, and the worst of all, look downwards towards shadow- shadowy waters. Whoa. Yeah. Mental. It's quite hard to look down when you're hanging from a <coughs> you know, the ropes, like, and pulling you your head up. Spearing your chest yeah. as well. He forbade any of the other gods to grant him the slightest aid, not even a sip of water. And he stared downward and downward and called to the ruins. So, that would have been a bit of a... Imagine going to the shops. You're Freya. Going to the shops. Do, do, do. Oh! The, the chief god's just hung himself. And he's just like, ah, water, please. <laughs> it's like, nah. That's, that's a weird day. That should... That's a weird day in the office. Anyway, what happened next time? He survived in this state, hanging from a tree, teetering on the precipice that separates the living from the dead for no less than nine days and nights. At the end of the ninth night, he at last perceived shapes in the depths. The runes. They had accepted his sacrifice and shown themselves to him, revealing to him not only their forms, but also the secrets that lie within them. Having fixed his knowledge in his formidable memory... Odin ended his ordeal with a scream of exultation, having been initiated into the mysteries of the runes. Okay, I kind of like that because it's like, after nine days, it's like, geez, dude, if you want it so bad, here's the runes. <laughs> and it's like, you could have went to night class. I think you'd be in pain if you were hanging, <laughs> hanging from a tree by your neck with a spear in you for nine days. You know what, Dan? I think that would hurt. I, I'm going to concur. I, I think it would, might hurt, yeah. I yeah. think, well, Especially because he's also kind of conscious. That's the problem. He, he actually doesn't die. Like, he's just... And he's for nine days. It's going to be very painful. Yeah, I think you're going to have sore throat. Yeah. Sore throat. And it's going to be a bit tender for a couple of days. Yeah, I would say that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's nice we're not professional uh, myths experts, but we know we know about pain. But now that's the first. Like that's the first thing he's done to get wisdom. Like he's on his. Yeah, he's on the warpath. He's on the warpath to get wisdom, and he's obviously willing to do a lot for it. Mm. So what happens next? The next one. <laughs> <laughs> The next morning, Odin left Asgard. With a snored neck. <laughs> oh, uh, can I, uh, yeah, uh, did he go straight away? I mean, it reads like that, but I don't think he did. I think, I think he must have had a breather. I reckon he had a break. I was in, one morning, he got up and yeah. was like, right, next time, next thing to get wisdom. Yeah. N- I got the runes, that was all right. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, cost me a hole in the heart, but fine. Uh, he, uh, he set, left Asgard and head towards Mimir's well. The journey was dangerous. For he had to climb over rocky mountains with blizzards of snow and ice-cold winds. The well was near where the giants lived in Jotunheim and lay under a huge ash tree. Do we know anything about Mimir? So Mimir is like the wisest... We talked about him in the last episode. He's like the wisest... Yeah. I think he might be... He's a a supernatural being of some kind. I think he's got goat horns. They did talk... We did talk about him in the... Was it the... Yggdrasil episode they did mention well, Mimir. Ragnarok as well. yeah Mimir is like cra- he's crazy wise he's like the, yeah. like the oracle it's of Therese, Therese, kind yeah, of Tiresias yeah. yeah so and basically Odin Odin has set out to go to the well to meet Mimir and try and gain some knowledge okay so Mimir he wasn't very hospitable and as we learned from the Greeks that's not really on and in order for Mimir to give you in order for you to become wise you have to drink from the well that's the problem oh I see so I you guess. have to drink from the well and in order to do that, Mimir's going to make it difficult for you. Okay. And, yeah, that's what this is. Sorry for the background. No, it's, uh, uh, thank you for help. Uh, Mimir was not hospitable whatsoever, and Odin says, He won't give me a drink for nothing. The price will be very high. How right he was. What happened next, then? As Odin trampled along the road to the well, he met a giant riding on the back of a reindeer. <laughs> wow, this is the most... You know what? Norse has a lot of links to, like, kind of jolly Christmas. And that is that is brilliant. <laughs> he immediately recognised this lofty fellow. He was the wisest of the giants who knew many things. But for all his wisdom, he did not see through Odin's disguise. Odin had pulled himself up to the height of the giant and fell into conversation with him. There's something I would dearly like to learn from you, he said. Um, clearly Odin's in a disguise, by the way, because I don't think he's meant to be doing this trip. <laughs> oh, I see. Because he has to go through because um, he has to go through Jotunheim, and oh, the last see. thing you want is giants to know yeah. you're Odin, because obviously they are... Uh, enemies of the... Enemies, yeah. I'm actually... I'm learning so much. You're learning there. so much, right? I'd be disguised if I was going through the place that my enemies... <laughs> yeah, where your enemies... Hey, that's Odin! 
Oh, I really should have worn my disguise. What, why you did? You you had your disguise in San Diego as you're hiding from the locker pit place as well. <laughs> yeah. well what, what disguise would you go as? Would you go as a Groucho Marx as in like the glasses and the moustache? Yeah, I think so. I think he's wearing, he's in a hood <laughs> yeah. and he's wearing the glasses and that. Oh, who Odin? Hey, yeah. <laughs> my name's I, I hate that guy, right? <laughs> Giant who also hates Odin. <laughs> you sound like me doing stand up to dwarfs now. <laughs> hey, what's the deal with L? Somebody, uh, no, wrong set, wrong set, wrong set. Boo, yeah, put that, put that uh, review on Idrisil. So when you're in the Giants, you're like, the Azir, huh? Boo, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm on Midgard, I'm like, oh, dear, what's the deal with the other nine realms? And they're like, Matt, can't you tell a normal joke? No, I can't. <laughs> Pillaging or Mapic, huh? <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal with drinking from the mirror as well? Because, like, I try and go down there, and he's like, oh, you can't have it for free, man. I'm like, what's the deal? Uh, uh, airplane food, hey? Should I? I want to be a hack Norse comedian. <laughs> Matt Norse, yeah. Matt Norse, nice. Um, but no, he's disguised and he's met a giant and he's thinking, oh, I want to speak to this guy, but also I can't let him know that I'm Odin because. Um, yeah, for sure. Oh, he'll, they'll kill me. They'll kill me, yeah. <laughs> I, shouldn't, well, yeah so, I shouldn't be in this realm. I say diplomatic issues, but you're like, they'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair enough. So, uh, but he finds a, uh, uh, a giant he likes. And the giant respond, uh, responds to Odin jovially, saying, Oh, oh, before you can learn from me, you must answer three riddles. And if you answer any of them wrong, you will lose your head. But if you answer them right, you can ask me three questions on the same terms. Do you agree to my rules? Was that a good... That was that, a good giant, yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed... I feel... Also, imagine... You're on a reindeer. You're a giant on a reindeer. You're pretty wise. Guy comes up to you. He's a little person. He's going to be half giant, half human, but he's going to be smaller than you. Yeah. For sure. But you don't recognise him as Odin, so you just think he's a random guy. Oh, what's this fellow doing in the land of the giants? How are you? Can I ask you three questions? Yeah, but I'll kill you if you don't <laughs> get them right. Like, what a weird... But you can ask me three questions if you, don't, if you do get them right. Yes, Isn't that weird? What a weird... Can I ask you something? Yeah, but I'm going to ask you three questions, and if you get them wrong, I'll chop your head off. Well, that seems a bit extreme. Hey, I... They're the rules. Imagine if someone... You know, reindeer got to be somewhere. Imagine if someone dropped it when it's uh, up to you. Like, Excuse me, uh, can you just show me the directions to X, Y, and Z? It's like, yeah, I'm going to, but uh, if you uh, if you get if you answer my questions wrong, I'm going to stab you. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what that giant's done. Just use Google Maps, mate. Yeah, yeah. This was not the sort of game Odin liked. Who can blame him? As he was so set on his mission, he consented to the giant's death. So he, Odin's had the same thought we have, which is yeah. like, this seems excessive, but considering we'll I've just met you. Well, well said the giant. These are the questions. Number one. Number one. (laughs) Also, does this giant just think he's a normal human? So he probably doesn't think that he knows as much as Odin does. Yeah. Question number one. What is the name of the river that divides Asgard from Jotunheim? Question number two. What are the names of horses uh, that day and night drive across the sky? And number three. What is the name of the plane on which the last battle will be fought? Now, we actually might know some yeah, of those. Yeah, should we try? Should we try? Number one. What is the name of the river that divides Asgard from Jotunheim? Iving? Oh, yeah, the Irving. Irving? Irving? I think the horses... Uh, oh, well, we don't, I don't think we've done those. We know the wolves. Day and night, though. They yeah. chase them, but it's I don't know what the horse... Moon, isn't it? I don't know what the horse... It's Sol and Moon are the names of the... I don't know what the horses yeah, are called, though. But much. they are on chariots, right? And the name of the plane the last battle was fought, Vigrid, was it not? Yes, it was Vigrid, yeah. Yeah, Vigrid. Nice one. So this is why it's good to do Ragnarok. Yeah, see? Odin Odin breathed a sigh of relief. Thank goodness for that. He knew the answers. To be honest, they seem kind If you're the chief god... You you know those pretty easy. That that should be bread and butter for you. (laughs) It's just geography. (laughs) And Odin answered, Ifling is the deadly cold river that freezes in an... Instant that any living things that fall into it. We were close. Yeah. If I think, I think, yeah. We weren't close for this one. <laughs> Skin facts and hrimfax are the horses that drive day and night across the night. And the field of the last battle is Vigard. That's where you and I are destined to fight at the end of days. Pronunciation was wrong. We basically got those right. Yeah. Three. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well done, Dan. Friendship. Go on, be the giant again. Hmm said the giant you keep your head the giant was disappointed because he liked taking people's heads off them and boiling them up for dinner 
I love this man so yeah. much. Backstory. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> now it's your turn. Odin asked, What will be the last words that Odin will whisper into the ear of Balder, his son? Uh, that's not really a fair question, said the giant. How could I possibly know that? Well, said Odin, did you worry about being fair to me? No, you did not. But I don't want your head. Just tell me what I have to give Mimir for a drink for the Well of Wisdom. Um, alright, uh, he will ask for your right eye, said the giant. Odin shuddered. That's a lot to ask for. Is there no other way? There is no other way. Many have asked for the wisdom of the waters, but no one has yet agreed to, uh, agreed to pay the price. I think that's a business model. If no one's paid the price yet, probably it's too high. Probably too high. Yeah. The eyes too high. Yeah. <laughs> the price is high. Yeah. Odin nodded. He was glad to leave the wise but fierce giant and walk on. The path was stony, and there was a bitterly cold wind and rain, so his cloak was soon wet through. He fingered the clasp and whispered the rune. His cloak dried, and the weather improved, but the path was still rough, and he had to be very careful where he put his feet, so already the runes are coming in handy. He's just done a spell, and the weather's got better. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. It was depressing, especially when Odin thought about the eye he would have to lose forever, and about the terrible pain. For when the gods were in Midgard, the land of the men, they had to feel what men feel and suffer what men and women suffer. But Odin knew he would have to his eye, forfeit his eye to gain the wisdom he needed to save the world. Well, but the thing is, to save the world, but doesn't it all die in Ragnarok? So I'm very existential when it comes to Ragnarok. So I just went, fuck it. What? Well, I think he's thinking, whilst be- from between now and Ragnarok, some bad things are going to happen and I'll be able to fix them. Yeah. That's what he's thinking. You're just nihilist thinking, ah, we're all going to die in 15 million years' time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Nice use of the term nihilist, by the way. Thank you. Um, so Odin ba- continued his journey. Eventually, sorry, were you going to say something? All I was going to say, so he's going to suffer losing the eye. Uh, it's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, he's not going to have godlike powers and just pop it out with a spoon. No. <laughs> Why am I? This is not. I like that they're mortal when they're in the land of the gods. They're not mortal, but they they feel like yeah. But also, like they say, they feel what men and women feel. It'd be quite funny. It's like oh, I'm gonna pay a mortgage back. (laughs) (laughs) Odin continued his journey. Eventually, after turning a sharp bend in the road, he was able to see the huge ash tree bordering Jotunheim, the giant's land. It was indeed a wonderful and beautiful tree, very tall and very deep rooted. As ash trees generally are, fun fact. <laughs> its deep roots drew wisdom from the four corners of the earth, and near the tree, Mimir stood by his well. Can I do his... Uh, uh, can I do be Mimir? Because you've already done Odin. Yes, you can, but I think he's Scottish. Okay. Ho there, Odin. I've been waiting for you. That's really good, man. That's good work. Thanks, man. And I'm, I'm genuinely not taking Said Mimir, for he had drunk from the well, and he knew everything that would happen, and everyone's name before they told him. Are you thirsty? Yes, said Odin. I have a great thirst for wisdom. And yes, Mimir, I need to drink from your well. <laughs> Many are thirsty for my waters, but they do not get to drink from them. No one has yet agreed to pay my price. You must give me your right eye. Odin considered one last time if the price was too high... His pale blue eyes were the colour of the sky on a bright winter's day when the frost is hard on the ground. His eyes could pick out the tiniest bird miles and miles away. I mean, he's a god. He's got a good vision. Yeah. <laughs> the, the tiniest bird miles and miles away across a frozen tundra. If a human or even a god looked him in the eyes, they could not befill a kind of awe. But in the end, he did have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I will pay your price, Mimir. And so, without saying, he tore his right eye from his head. Ah! Oh, with, ah! his, with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Mimir's like, I've got a device. <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot better. <laughs> you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I, will, I must. <laughs> I should have used a spoon. Oh, that's a ripping oh, your liar. That's... Oh, that takes some... That's Oedipus level. Oh, that takes some... Right. Woo! Now you mention that, I feel like I'm want to try it now. <laughs> Please don't rip your eye. <laughs> what if I get wisdom for it though? What, what if I get a better podcast? <laughs> I'll take it. That's my. Uh, let's find out if it hurt. 
The pain was serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gave it to the guardian of the well. <laughs> Mimir handed him a horn brimming, brimming with the waters of wisdom. Odin took a deep drink. So, what has Mimir done with the, the eye? Oh, it's just like... It's literally what you have to pay to get a drink. <laughs> but, but you know, like, in, they say in the Ibiza, like, oh, a glass of water's 15 euros. Are you being to me as well? <laughs> like, it, it takes your eyes out. It's, it's taking your eyes out there. <laughs> Come on, good joke. Good joke. It's a good joke when I have to shout my own. <laughs> anyway. Immediately he saw everything that had happened and everything that was in the future. Most people don't want to know the future. Some of it's not good news. But some people do, and try to find it out, one way or another. Usually it does them no good. And my advice to you is to keep away from fortune tellers. You should have told us that for Greenman. You should have told us that before we out. But Odin was not a person, he was a Norse god. And when he saw the joy that would come to him, he laughed with happiness. But seeing all the sorrows and troubles that would happen to humankind, he also knew what he could do to help. For even though the gods really have no need to trouble themselves about us mortals and our puny lives and our petty sufferings, they do actually care. Well, at least some of the times. After he drank from the well of true wisdom, he knew that he must never let evil get the upper hand in the world of humans on a permanent basis. And at least we mortals can be grateful for that small mercy. And that is the story of how Odin got his true wisdom and how he lost his eye. Scene. Excellent. Mamir. And he's going to come up again, that guy. Mamir's in a lot of his... He's basically the Oracle... I see him as like a Tantalus or an Oracle of Delphi figure. Well, I think he's... It's Tiresias, yeah. Tiresias. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely yeah, his vibe. And may I say, Dan, uh, I'm genuinely not being sarcastic. Brilliant performance there. Thank you. Brilliant. You too, Matt. You too. I'm not, I wasn't... I, I, I like you were playing Odin like, oh, I like that. Why? Wise. Yeah. Very Hopkins-esque. Uh, now, it's important that we did this, Myth, because now we know that Odin, it, that's how he's become... Now he's a proper... He's got the physical strength of a god yeah. and he's got the wisdom of a god. And also, that's why a lot of classical things, Odin is always pictured with an eye patch. Yeah. Uh, and that's nice to have that background as well. Yeah. Also, uh, I like it uh, towards the end. It's like, how do you know I'm Odin? It's because you got a spear in your chest yeah. and a rope around. You haven't taken it out yet. It's like, oh, sorry. Ow! <laughs> Ow, my eye! Ow, my neck! <laughs> yeah, he's been through a lot, uh, Odin. Uh, but, yeah, should we go and rank this myth? Let's go and rank this myth. Matt, how do we rank this stuff? Uh, we get a robot uh, called Arthur, and he goes, Beep, boop, I will judge everything you've just said. And he does an analyst, um, analysis of the of the podcast, uh, and he really gets the grips of it. And then he produces a, a, a score sheet out of 40, uh, of four different categories. But he's broken today, so we have to do it. We have to do it, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, he's, he's never worked so far. Mm-hmm. But, so um, we do it in four categories, life skills, morality, creativity, and the WTF factor, and we mark them out of 10. So, Dan... Life skills. What practical things have we learned? I feel like we learned some stuff. Uh, we learned how to rip our eye out. We learned how to rip our eye out. We learned how to hang ourselves, stab ourselves. We learned how to go on a trip. We learned to read and write. We learned to read and write. And cast. And to cast a spell. Yeah. We learned how to drink from a well. We learned how to ride a reindeer, for goddamn sake. Also, we, learned, we learned to literally learn some stuff. We learned some answers to the questions. We learned how to do trick. a quiz. We learned how to be a disguise. Yes. Uh, we learned how to trick someone. We also learned... Uh, we also learned that if you meet a giant on a reindeer and he asks you for a few questions just say you're busy because he might chop your head off and boil it up and eat you also we learned how to uh, influence the rest of the Idrisil by like, yeah. just writing uh, sketches into it yeah uh, quite a lot I like quite it quite a lot what's your number what are you feeling I'm going to say two times before equals eight yeah I think eight I just was going to say eight I think that's actually I, I'm happy to give that a good life skills Oh, Smith's have been good so far. Yeah. Morality. Morals. This actually has a good moral. Tell Odin is willing to feel horrendous physical pain and long-term suffering, i.e. not having an eye, mm-hmm. so that he can predict when bad things are going to happen and save humankind and other and the other realms. And it, it iterated the point that they do care and they do want to help out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's quite nice, actually. And I think... It's good to see... And he knows that Ragnarok is going to happen, but between then and now, right, yeah. let's try and make well, this a nice place, is what but, he's thinking. But then again, one thing we do, we should 
point out is that Ragnarok is very distant in the future. Very different in the future. It, that's like millennia away. Like yeah, yeah. Like and, and, well, even more than, more than that. that. It's like it's. Yeah. So in the, end of the, universe, universe, yeah. end of the universe, like we're talking billions of like it's it's so far away. Yeah, and, and uh, lots going to happen between then and that. Yeah, and that's so I think it's a it's not like next week, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a thousands but, of generations will go before then. And he's ha- yeah. So just bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, so with a uh, with Odin, I think yeah, he he cares. He wants to put the most good into the world, and he's happy to sacrifice himself a lot for that as well. So that's really quite. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful, but at the same time, it is quite greedy that he's the one that wants all the wisdom. Yeah, the, I wasn't sure. Was it selfish or was it? Or was it? Uh, I think it's maybe a bit of both. Like he's got a big enough ego to be like, I will take this burden upon myself, but, but it's all for the good. But yeah, at least he's giving back. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not. He might be egotistical, but that's also why he's a good leader. As yeah, well. exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, but well, maybe not a good leader, but certainly willing to sacrifice. And he's and he. Home for nine days is determination there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not, he's not like, he hasn't just been gifted the throne, you no. know what I mean? Alright, um. So that's a big overarching moral, I think. Any others? Um, always, don't, always deceive, uh, giants. Although it did work, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, you just don't crush people's skull in. Don't, don't chop people's heads off. Yeah. But I think the biggest moral is that one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, what do you think? Five? I think more than five. Six. That is crazy. It's not bad. It's like one overall. It's like one big moral as opposed to the little, little ones. Six. Yeah, let's give it six. It's slightly above average because the moral's so big. Creativity. Talk me through it. Because I think there's a lot here. We've got the Nords again and the Well of Erd. Yep. And um, we've got the and we've got him. Hang him. That's a pretty creative way of doing it. The nine days and nights, and him yeah. hanging himself, stabbing himself. And it's quite a the sea. The gods not helping him, not being able to help him. And also, like the ruins themselves, you carve them into the tree, and they like that's quite a cool image. Zeus kind of had a lot gifted to him, but we see Odin actually really working fight, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking a bit more Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, he's had to earn his powers. Yeah, which is quite cool. Yeah. It's not that he was just born with the ability to see the future; like yeah. he's had to earn that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think there's other people that could be on from but he tried to do it as well. Um, but yeah, so um, creativity there. Um, there's creativity in the fact that we see him. Not only is he he's wily and interesting and clever as well, like, uh, and he 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 utilizes his um, his knowledge as well by drying his coat and stuff like that. Um, I like it. Doesn't seem OTT though. Yeah, having to go through the land of the giants. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, Mimir itself is pretty cool, but it's nothing crazy that we haven't. You know, I'm gonna say over a six or a seven. I think a seven. Yeah, is it that high? Nah, maybe a six. Six. You're right. It's a six. Because we had some really big hits. Yeah, we did. And I think, and deservedly so. Yeah, and I think the others are pretty good, but not as yeah. wild. And WTF. Immediate points go to ripping your own eye out. Ripping and your own eye out. That's a solid myth. Like that Greek, Roman, whatever. That's hardcore. But just, ah. Ripping your own eye out. Hanging yourself for nine days. And then thinking, this isn't enough suffering. Yeah. I'll stab myself with a spear. And no water as well. No water. Um, the, um, the giant wasn't going to just be nice and help out. It wanted to chop his head off. And uh, also... This is a serial killer giant. There's also quite a... Uh, quite a menacing tone of how he's going to get vengeance on Mimir as well. I'm not sure if that's going to come to fruition, but it does yeah. seem quite uh, menacing. It's like, he'll get his revenge and stuff like that. Um, so there's a bit of spike going on here. I think it's pretty... Not OTT, because we don't get lots, but I think Odin self-sacrifices what's going to drive the points up. Yeah. So I'm going to say maybe a 6 or a 7. I think a 6 again. Maybe, maybe a 7, he yeah, didn't rip his own eye out. Yeah, I think that's pretty gnarly. So, we have 8 plus 6 plus 6 plus 7 equals... 28? Wait, sorry, I wasn't even concentrating. What have we got? 8 plus 6 plus 6 plus... <laughs> Is that Arthur? <laughs> Arthur, yes, thank you. Back 27. On... 27, back online. Yeah, well, brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh... Uh, so, Dan, um, if you, would you rip out your own eye for infinite knowledge? I don't think I would. I think, like, the narrator there said, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think you'd want to know what's happening in the future. No, I kind of would. 
Would you? Yeah, then I wouldn't worry all I suppose time. he was able to change the future, but what about the things you can't change? Ah, but you could change them, technically, because of the Jew of the Idrisil. Uh, That's true, yeah, you can do it and then use the runes. Yeah, so, uh, but also if you can't change it, then you can't worry about it, you know? Like, that's, that's also but I don't of... think I'd want to rip my own eye out. That would hurt. There's a lot of nerves in the back of your eye. You know what, Dan? I think... An optical nerve. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it might hurt. Yeah. I, I don't want to beat around the bush, but it might hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to hurt. What do you reckon hurt more? Ripping your own eye out or using uh, a brooch from your uh, dead incest mums and clawing your own eyes out like Oedipus? Probably Oedipus not great. Oedipus probably did it in a more messy way. I think Odin just probably got straight in there and just... But is it easier to... Bang! Because I'm not sure if you can get the purchase oh, in your eyeball. You've got to really, like, uh, stick uh, your fingers in there. Yeah. And, yeah that, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the whole time Amir was like, no, I, I literally have a special... I'll yeah. do it for you really easily. I've got to. Re- I'll give you anesthetic and everything. I, I didn't. You didn't have to do. You didn't have to do anesthetic therapy. No, no. I meant an eye of a needle. I'm yeah. really oh, so. It doesn't have to be your eye, dude. Uh, you could get a bird or. Oh uh, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what he's doing with that eye as well. It's just it's in his back pocket as yeah. well. <laughs> he goes to Sainsbury's, gets some groceries, and goes, "Oh, it's uh, fifteen pound, please." It just drops a dead eye on there. So like, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> So uh, that was a pretty fun episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week. But before that, you can keep in touch with us online. Email us, misspodcast.gmail.com. Tell us what miss you'd like us to do next. Or anything that we've probably got wrong. And just say hello. Or just say hello. You can also say hello at Miss Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Misfits fan club uh, on the group. And we have like polls and group chats on there. So get in touch and leave a message if you want. And on top of that, you can also um, leave us five stars on iTunes and that gets us seen. Uh, donate to our Patreon or Ko-fi. And finally, see me on tour at www.matthousecomedy.com. All the dates are there and it will be wonderful to see you. If you are a Miss fan, what can they say to us? Hi. <laughs> yep, yep. But then again, a lot of people might be saying hi. Oh, okay, shit. Maybe say... Or maybe do uh, a Mimir accent being like, I'll climb your fucking knee. My Mimir was going to be Glaswegian. Yeah, yours is going to be a full on Glaswegian. Hey, Mine was what like, the fucking world was the ball. Hey. I don't think you appreciate it as much as I appreciate yours. Yours is more nuanced. Yeah. Mine is offensive. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Do you want to plug anything then? Um, um, next week is going to be another episode. Thank you so for So stay tuned for that. Yeah, do some, I'll tell your friends as well, do share yeah. it. Uh, and Dan, I think we should finish the episode by clawing out each other's eyes. Let's go. Right, three, two, two one. one. Yeah! Yeah! God, no! Oh, that was my jump eye. Miss. Miss.